Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, comedians. I know y'all tired of hope, love, punk, and you. Talking about she'll stop your career. She cold, ain't she? I got something for you, man. I like that. Of binge and rewind right here on uh, OG 
Radio, on Blog Talk Radio. Make sure you check us out on all podcasting platforms that are available for OG Radio, okay? Because there are other shows on here, and you don't want to miss out on anything. So make sure you hit the follow button here on Blog Talk Radio and any other platform or social media platform where you see OG Radio, okay? And as for me, you can follow me on any other social media platform that's out there. I'm pretty much on like on pretty much all of them. Uh, and it's the same name across the board. It's I'm E Reed, the letter I, the letter M is in Mary, and E Reed, E R E E D. All right. So follow me over there if you have any suggestions. And if, uh, you know, because on Binge Rewind, we talk about the movies and shows that I have been currently watching. Or have already watched and I give you a new list every week from several different streaming platforms anywhere between uh, of course Netflix to Amazon Prime to Peacock to the Zeus Network okay and Zeus isn't even like just a regular streaming platform like you have to download the application in order to watch that content so it's not like you can watch it on you know Hulu or Prime or, you know, watch it on your TV unless you cast it on your TV, okay, for all y'all who got them smart TVs, all right, shout out to y'all, and shout out to those who don't, but I'm just saying, sometimes it makes it a little bit easier when you get this casted, bing, all right, so with that being said, I'm gonna have to switch it up a little bit because, you know, usually on Binge Rewind, I talk about the soap operas, I mentioned this last week, however, there hasn't really been much going on. So I think I'm going to hold off and we're going to wait another week. And maybe by the time by the time I meet with y'all next week, I might be able to tell y'all something. But right now, it's pretty much the same old thing. So we're going to get a little petty and start off with some little ratchet reality TV, okay? So now, that's why I put on the first song. Shout out to LeVon Godfrey. Uh, gangsta diva comedy out there in the Bay Area, okay? I'm a Bay Area girl, born and raised. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, y'all know what I mean? You feel me? So, which is in NorCal for y'all who don't know where the Bay Area is, okay? It's in Northern California, completely different culture than Southern California, all right? So, yeah, you know, San Francisco, Oakland, you know, those areas. That is NorCal. That is a part of the Bay Area, the two main cities and San Jose shout out to the South Bay now when it comes to the ratchet reality TV you know it can get a little petty you know a little you know of course I said ratchet already but it can get a little nitpicky tip for tat you know that kind of stuff going on so I wanted to play that song because I felt like it was just it was just fitting for the first show that I'm going to talk about. And speaking of the Zeus Network, all right, Baddie South, executive produced by Natalie Nunn, who is one of the bad girls, one of the original bad girls from the Bad Girls Club that used to come on Oxygen for those who were there in the beginning. For y'all who don't know, okay, Natalie Nunn was one of the original bad girls in the Bad Girls Club that used to be on Oxygen. Now, I know Oxygen now is more of a crime uh, crime show network. However, before that, they were about that reality TV show life, all right, just like the Wii Network, okay? So, they had a show called Bad Girls Club. Natalie was one of the breakout uh, cast members, and she went on to 
doing more work out there in L.A. for over the last 15 years, and she has the opportunity to put together a spinoff type, quote-unquote, series called Baddies, okay? So the first season was last year, and now we have this season where it's Baddie South. So she she hand-selected, I believe it was about seven girls, I believe it's about seven girls, and uh, they were on a tour bus, and they went and visited different main cities, um, you know, along the south, along the southern belt, okay, the Bible belt. And, uh, of course, Natalie Nunn was also there because she's, you know, the, the mother hen, you know, the house mother, all right? So she is she's also there as, you know, somewhat of a castmate as well as being the EP. No no different than Shawnee from Basketball Wives, okay? Same thing, just ratchet, okay? More ratchet, I should say, because that Basketball Wives is a little ratchet too, but uh, this is different. So when it comes to uh, Batty South, all right, so the season is now over. So if you do want to download the Zeus Network, I believe it's about, I believe it's $5, I believe it's five dollars for the Zeus Network, and you get to watch different original content that's just from the Zeus Network. And so, uh, the season of the second season is over. They're now at the reunion phase. Okay, and this is the reason why I wanted to talk about it because this bunch didn't do nothing but fight. They did nothing but fight the pretty much the whole show. And, of course, when it comes to a lot of reality shows, there's always, like, that behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on when the cameras are not around, right? Well, apparently, uh, there is a whole bunch of stuff that have popped off on social media after the cameras stopped rolling. And the girls were going back and forth on social media. Now, I don't follow none of them on social media. I'm I'm reporting this based on what was said in the first part of the reunion because they do a two-part reunion. And the first part, let me just tell you, these girls fought so much through the year and I guess was, I mean, through the season, and I guess was so phony to each other and faking it to make it for the cameras, you know, that when it's now time for the reunion, and I guess that now, of course, they've now watched all the episodes and things of that nature. And then, of course, post-production, they have to edit all of that filming in order to make a storyline, make it work, right, and make it entertaining so that we can be entertained by the craziness, right? So when uh, we get to the reunion, they're showing all the prep work. They're showing the girls show up in their uh Uber cars or whatever, and we see them backstage with hair and makeup and wardrobe and getting decked out or whatever they're going to do, and then they're also having their own private conversations amongst one another and what they're, you know, expecting what may happen coming up in the reunion when they get on stage. Now, Trina, the baddest chick, is uh, one of the hosts, okay, for this reunion, and then they have another young lady who is the the co-host now you're gonna have to uh tune in to watch her okay because her and her uh caribbean vibe is everything okay 
And I'm not going to tell you who the cast members are because I want you to actually, like, go out of your way to watch it, even if you just go to YouTube and see some clips, because I'm sure there's some clips on YouTube. I have no doubt. But especially the trailers. Yes, go to YouTube and watch the trailer. Or follow Zeus Network on social media platforms or something. Or even Hollywood Unlocked, probably. Because last season, Jason Lee was one of the uh, co-hosts for the reunion. And so I guess what they're going to do is each season they're going to bring one celebrity co-host and then one regular co-host, one regular entertainment co-host, right? So anyway... So the girls are, uh, Trina is having her conversation with the other co-hosts, and the girls are having their conversations and everything, and Natalie comes in, and she's having her conversation. Okay, now when it's time to get on stage, all right, when it's time to get on stage, they can't even come through the hallway without already starting a fight, all right? Now, then when they get to the stage, and there ha- there seems to be some kind of order, finally. Because, mind you, the episode isn't even a full hour episode, right? The episode, and mind you, there's no commercials, okay? So you don't even get a full hour of content that doesn't have commercials, you know? You just get, like, 40, maybe, like, 45 minutes worth or 50 minutes worth or whatever. I know it's just under an hour. Anyway, they spend the first like 30 40 minutes I guess of just talking and then when they do finally get some order like I mentioned a few seconds ago when they do finally get some order that doesn't even last long and then they start fighting again I'm talking about they get to swinging and then there was one point I ain't gonna hold you Okay, Slim was being held by security, okay? And Natalie was being held by security. But Natalie was able... (laughs) Natalie was able to pull an Arya Stark from Game of Thrones move and leap over somewhat, at least enough height, okay, of a jump to reach over and connect on Slim. And connected. I was like, oh. Now, mind you, it's, this is like watching, for y'all who grew up in this era, okay? Shout out to the 90s kids, okay? 80s babies, 90s kids, right? Uh, and even maybe 90s babies. But uh, shout out to Jerry Springer show, you know what I'm saying? Because Jerry Springer, like, this was all that was about for the most part at one point. It was nothing but stage fights, Okay. So this was giving me totally Jerry Springer vibes when, you know, on Jerry Springer, when they used to bring people out from the back on, on some surprise sneak attack kind of a thing, like, hey, oh, so so so-and-so is here right now, you know, that kind of a thing when he used to do that. So, yeah, that's what it's giving. That's exactly what it's giving. So it's like scandalous, ratchet, crazy, and, again, it's baddies, uh, baddies south, on the Zeus Network, okay? Remember, you have to download the application and pay the subscription. And I believe the subscription is like five bucks, okay? And quite honestly, is is interesting because 
out of everything that I pay for uh, the streaming services, uh, Zeus is the least expensive one, you know. So think of Zeus, if I was to compare this to clothes, I was to compare this to clothes, uh, I would say that the Zeus Network gives rainbow rainbow vibes, okay? It's giving Didi's discount vibes. Understand what I'm talking about right now? You know what I'm saying. So this next song is also by LeVon Godfrey on some petty stuff. And I feel like it's fitting because it's giving it's giving Natalie none. Okay? It's giving none, right? And LeVon Godfrey made this song. Now, she's a comedian, but she's super petty. Okay? And it's entertaining to watch at times. And this next song is called Funny With No Money. That first song I played to open up the show is called Unpunkable. But this right here, this one's called Funny With No Money. And I'm just saying, you got to pay attention. See, it's just, it's, again, it's the reality TV for me. It's giving me Natalie Nunn. It's giving me Bad uh, Baddie South. It's giving all of that, you know, even though she was talking about another situation. But shout out to LaVon Godfrey. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get into this. And I'll be back with your next show.
but they know not what they do. They do. And it's best you do it, Lord. Cause it's something that I can't do. My daddy a bitch, nigga. Bitch. Yeah, I said to a face too. I think that dared me to be out on the block with the clock screaming out what they do. I think it's something out of race too. See them nigga get gone when the gates blew. Chopper going off like we in Beirut. Yeah, my city's down first for the A4. Made the money, don't never let it make you. I got my boots on tight and they lace too. We were broke, but we always made do. Till the decided it's time to get some cake food. See the fiends on the block, I get low. See my cars on the block, I get dope. I said, car, let me hold something. He said, I can give you a fish up, give you a fishing pole. Shout out to y'all, bring y'all something new every week to talk about from different streaming platforms, 
and we just to recap what we talked about so far, we just got to be talking about Fatty South. And now uh, I want to give a major, I want to give a shout out to uh, Deranged Beats. That last song was called Let Me Grind. And the song before that was Funny With No Money by LaVon Godfrey, the gangster diva comedy out there in the Bay Area. So shout out to those two. Uh, and yes, Let Me Grind I felt by Deranged Beats, I felt like was fitting for this next show. Now I started off talking about Batty South, right? Gave y'all some ratchet reality TV uh, tea, you know. <laughs> reality, ratchet reality TV tea, that's funny. Uh, this, <laughs> this is funny to me. Um, anyway, so this next show is on the Oprah Winfrey Network, uh, which is OWN, the acronym OWN, and uh, it's called Bell Collective. It is about several prominent, uh, beautiful, successful, intelligent, uh, motivating, and encouraging black women coming together and being successful in their own lanes and creating a sisterhood amongst each other right there in Jackson, Mississippi. Yes, you heard me. Yes, don't don't look at your phone or your computer funny. Yes, Jackson, Mississippi. So here's the thing. I used to live in Mississippi, 40 miles from Jackson. And I never would have thought that women of this stature and tax bracket, okay, lived in Jackson. Never would have thought that. Never did think that. So uh, shout out to the Oprah Winfrey Network for even greenlighting this project and putting Jackson, Mississippi on the map, not just amongst uh, reality TV, but just in uh just t- television history and the fact that, you know, sometimes people just look at the what they see on TV and they think that that's what it is. Like when I lived in Mississippi, people that I spoke to back home in Cali, they would ask me if like, you know, if there was really, <laughs> if there was like dirt roads and stuff like that. I mean, there's dirt roads, like, everywhere, you know, at some some part of a neighborhood. But it was just, you know, looking, you know, just the mindset of what we see on TV about the South, you know, uh, for the most part, at least back in those days, okay? I don't mean as of now. Of course, it's probably, it's completely different, but back then, okay? And so I wanted to talk about the Bell Collective because these be hustling. They be they get their work on. One woman is one of the first uh is the first woman to have a methadone clinics across uh Mississippi, you know, to help those who are in uh recovery, drug recovery treatment. And um based on her own life story with her dealing with her, her mother as an addict. And everything that she goes through. And then she also brings awareness to lupus because she has lupus. But it doesn't stop her through anything. Like everything that she is currently going through. And this is uh, Marie Monroe. Okay, as she goes by now. Marie Monroe. Uh, But yes, uh, she is the first black woman to have to be able to do that. And she's very successful. 
in her own right. And then you have Tisha and you have uh, several other women that come together. And I know one of them is a radio personality down there named Tambra. Uh, So shout out to Tambra. And so, yeah, you see them come together. And there's some new players that come onto the scene. And um, they are now at their reunion phase. So if you want to binge or rewind the season, you're more than welcome to if you have access to the OWN Network. Or you might want to check YouTube because I know sometimes the OWN Network, they have their own channel on YouTube, of course. I know sometimes they'll have the episodes open and they'll put the whole episode up there. That It won't just be like the highlights of an episode. So check that too. You know, if you do not have the own network, but are curious as to what these uh, women bring to the table of television and content and showing what it is to really be a boss and to try to have it all, you know, managing family, managing work, managing uh, the marriage, managing tragedy, managing infidelity, you know, rumors. Um, you know, social media, it's just all of that and still be able, still being able to hold their heads up high and dress up, show up and get the job done. And this is why I wanted to talk about this, because although I started off on some ratchet stuff, some petty stuff, it doesn't mean that that's all there's out there. And I know that there's a stigma when it comes to reality TV sometimes, especially when it comes to our melanated people, specifically black women, in that it's scripted, it's fake, and, you know, they, uh, it, all they do is fight all the time. And that's not always the case. It, everybody fights. Everyone argues. You know, I would be more concerned with people who don't argue at all. You know, there's got to be some kind of discourse somewhere in order for change and growth. There has to be some kind of hurdle, some type of obstacle. And sometimes an argument is just that. It can be an obstacle. So we see these women in this season go through different obstacles on different level levels. One woman is having a conversation with her husband because he wants to have a baby. She does not. They are they they have a you know many years uh between one another. She's younger than he is and um she doesn't want to have a child. She wants to just mainly really focus on her business. You have Marie Monroe, um not only is she successful with her clinics that are getting ready to open across Mississippi, but her son's, her grandson's mother, her son's baby mama, um, ended up being one of the girls that was murdered uh, last year in Jackson, Mississippi, and she was murdered in her car while the baby was in the car. And thankfully, thank God, like the baby was not harmed. The baby is fine, but it's just the... Uh, emotional toll of, you know, knowing and realizing that this little boy will never know his mother because of a terrible, violent act, you know. And so there's that going on. You have one woman who's going through her, in her marriage uh, of infidelity. The husband is known to have been cheating. And he said he claimed they 
wants his family back because she has moved out and she's found her voice again. You know, she's stepping into her own and being very independent. And he likes that. He says he supports it, right? He says he supports it. However, um, giving me codependency vibes a little bit or really just controlling, you know, uh, controlling her location, you know, her physical location. Like, I still want to go play, but I want you here at home. So when I want to be play husband and father, I can play husband and father at my convenience, you know. And she is very adamant in saying, like, you need to earn me back because I just don't know what I want to do. And there's a love child in play that we find out on the reunion and even though they are giving spoilers or whatever not even spoilers they're doing like the little um the little teaser trailers or whatever I seen one I think it was yesterday and they are not going to give us the results of that baby's paternity I don't think they're going to do it in part one I think they're going to hold off on part two because that was a major part of her storyline is this baby his so we'll see what happens with uh, Tisha and, you know, and everything like that. Although it does, she did say in the trailer, girl, and uh, boys, okay, girls and boys and everyone in between and on the outskirts. Let me tell you something. He did say that he, I mean, she did say, not not him. She did say that if he is the father of the child, the fact that she has forgiven him for his infidelity and everything that he's done or he's forgiven him that she will be able to forgive that he didn't have a baby because the baby is a product of the infidelity, which is a product of her forgiveness, you know, of her forgiving. So that will be an interesting dynamic. If that ain't two, three years of trying to maintain, find a balance to, emotionally and mentally and spiritually walk that tightrope, all of that is her storyline. That's a good two, three seasons worth right there. Tisha is good to go, honey, when it comes to continuing on and, and being a regular cast member until she just probably decides not to be there anymore, okay? Because her storyline is written for her. You know, especially if the results show that the love child is his. All right. Uh, And so, yeah. And then, of course, you have Tambra and her storyline that she's been dating off and on this guy for, I guess, decades or whatever. And they're finally going to, like, make it work this time and, you know, try to have a baby and get married and all of this and da-da-da-da. So, to them but then there was a rumor going around that you know he was talking to another woman that is friends with Tisha of course he denies it to Tambra and of course he's going to get confronted also at the reunion which I think it's going to come out in part two because usually when they bring the men out on reunions it's usually it's never never in part one it's usually in part two or part three if there is a part three. Sometimes there's four parts, but I think only the Jersey Housewives did a four-parter. 
I believe. It was either Jersey or um, Atlanta, give or take. Uh, Might even have been Beverly, not Beverly Hills, uh, New York. So there's that. So, yeah, I mean, the Bell Collective, again, on the own network, beautiful, gorgeous black women, successful in their own lanes, their own industries. Everyone has a um, a little bit of a different personality, but yet there is a commonality of understanding that they are of a sisterhood. And, you know, they're, even though there's the pettiness in the mix of it all, they understand the greater good of being, of, of what they're representing on television. I can give them that. You know what I'm saying? Bell Collective is giving me early Real Housewives of Potomac vibes. When Real Housewives of Potomac didn't really want to, like, fall into the, uh, slip into the rat, didn't want to dip their toe in the ratchet reality TV pool, if that I put it that way, you know. But they realized during a couple of other seasons that they needed to pick up the country pace because Real Housewives of Atlanta was getting on their feet, okay, was on their ankles, was on their heels. And Potomac was like, yeah, no, we need to step up our game. We need to upgrade ourselves. We need to, in Sierra's own words, they needed to level up, all right? So that's what they did. But the Bell Collective gives you a little bit of that, but with some history behind it as well, you know. So they're also uh, trying to work together to put uh, a prominent street that was in Jackson, Mississippi, in downtown Jackson called Ferris Street. So they're trying to – that was, I guess, from my understanding, Ferris Street was Jackson, Mississippi's version of uh, Black Wall Street. It was like the Black Wall Street of Mississippi. So they are trying to – the goal is to revamp that entire strip of uh, fair street. So, you know, prayers and, and sending nothing but love and good energy and good vibes for them to be able to get that accomplished because that would be amazing to see history come back alive in a different form in this day and age and bring it back full circle. I'm just saying, like Tyler Perry did it with the plantation. So I I think that would be amazing, you know. Uh, So, yeah, make sure you do... Definitely check out Bell Collective on the Oprah Winfrey Network, okay? And, um, oh, wait, what is, oh, there we go. Uh, So, yeah, make sure you check them out um, and have a good time. Be open-minded. It's already in, I believe this is their second season. If I'm not mistaken, I believe this is their second season. So if you are a bigger, you know, uh, you don't have to wait that long. And matter of fact, while I'm thinking about it, let me look this up for you. And I can tell you exactly how many episodes uh, the seasons are. And in that way, you can time it yourself, you know. Uh, It says... Okay, so season one had 11 episodes, and season two had 11 episodes. So that's 22 episodes, about an hour, just under an hour apiece, okay, give or take. So you want something that could also be some background noise, you know, while you're doing what you do, because you get to know, you know, the ladies' voices pretty good, even their husbands. And the husbands 
And yeah, the husband showed out a little bit more this season too. They start they kinda did more of like the um what Love and Marriage Huntsville does. Okay. That's executive produced by Carlos King. So they kinda do a little bit of that. And if I'm not mistaken, Carlos King is also the executive producer for the Bell Collective. So shout out to him for bringing uh, towns from the South that probably wouldn't even get an opportunity because it's not a major city like, you know, such as like LA and New York and Chicago, Baltimore, you know, Houston, you know what I mean? It's, it's, he's touching these little towns or, you know, which Jackson is actually the capital of Mississippi, but probably some people didn't know that. I don't know, but shout out to him for that. And so there you have it. 22 episodes, just under an hour, the bell collective on the Oprah Winfrey network, check your local listings. Uh, they come on typically on Saturdays. No, I'm sorry. They moved it from Saturdays to Fridays. So it is on Friday nights. So the first episode, I mean, the first part of the reunion will be airing tonight if you are interested. So even if you're one of those type of watchers that want to see what happened at the reunion and then go back and, you know, see what happened before then, hey, shout out to you for doing that too because I'm here for it. Either way, but yeah, but we're gonna get into these next few songs. Thank y'all for joining me. We uh, have, I'm gonna talk about one more. I believe I have one more on the list. Uh, yes, uh, that is very controversial at this moment, uh, to even talk about. However, I, I don't think that I could not talk about one of the most popular original series created by Ryan Murphy on Netflix right now that is all over billboards, bus stops, you know, and it's the 25th anniversary of it. And there's also a two-part docuseries on it on the Peacock Network. So I will be back with that. And in the meantime, in between time, Enjoy the enjoy these next few tracks and I will be right back with you. You're listening to Benjamin Rewind right here on OG Radio, uh, on Bob Talk Radio. Go that's proven. I done bossed up, no losing. Right now. 
dripping, bitch, I'm juicing. Don't make cash, counting cash, talking blue strips. Never last, I'm too fast for that fool shit. Got the blue drip, off white on my cool whip. Cop the pool quick, yeah, I'm talking about my shoes, bitch. Look at my shoes, Chris. Yeah, you already know I do this. I'm counting cash. Check, soon as I get it, look at the neck, I see me hitting, tell her my niggas, it's only beginning, check full of O's, you know I'ma spend it, hop on a bow with a little hoe, you know I'ma hit it, diamonds too cold, looking too frigid, count cash, that's just how I'm living, counting thumb and them blue bandages, yeah, you know I'm about my business, had to get up off my ass and go and get it, now I'm living too cool, diamonds they on me, loving the juice, bitch, 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 I'm really on a mission, if you a joke, then keep your Niggas broke and really tripping. Young nigga from the news had to go give me some muscle blues. Yeah, I drip the juice, drip the juice, drip the juice. Got me lit like ooh, running up a deck or two. Now the downs be busting, now your mama be crushing, I'm smoking a rush. And y'all niggas don't do the fussing, but I do the fussing for nothing. I'm counting cash, that's what I'm coming for that bag. Young nigga running, you can see me down.
And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to go ahead and let y'all know that was Veronica Timms with Roll. Shout out to Veronica Timms once again. And Count Cash, that was by Chris Ruffin. Shout out to Chris Ruffin. Uh, so make sure y'all check them out on all music platforms. But this next one right here is, uh, you know, I feel like this is fitting based on uh, the type of person that uh, these next couple shows that I'm going to get ready to talk to y'all about, I feel like it just fits, okay? I just I just feel like it fits. And this is a song by Jacob Anderson. Shout out to Jacob Anderson. This is Jacob Anderson with Crazy. Trying to shack up while I got my old lady. She crazy. Only fans money ain't coming in. Now she pregnant by a D best friend. Why you on the road with me? You only about to cash and you leave me by my lonely. Disappear like Andy Goff and I realize you're phony. Gotta get away from it. We ain't at a meeting. You so crazy. Why you can't get your own? Waiting on it to come take you home. You won't. You think you're gonna ride with me? Sing your kind, baby girl. You're not gonna live you're off so me. Crazy. Why you can't get your own? Waiting on it, it's like I'm take you home, you won't You think you're gonna ride with me, sing your kind, baby girl, you're not gonna live off me What's wrong with getting money like a boss, being your own woman is something that you've lost But you lost, you stuck on what your friends say, when a man ain't happy to this day But you say, it's complicated, you know these niggas ain't shit You know his mama hate me, you know he never sees kids And you say that she has all the advice to give But be real, you really think you're gonna be my man them trying to make them zombies 
by drilling into their heads to to their brains, okay? And this man got away with it for so long. Now, I'm Now this series on Netflix. Let me tell you this. Whether you watch the Netflix version first or you watch the two-part version, the two-part uh real docu-series, real life docu-series on Peacock, it doesn't matter because when I tell you they are symmetric of each other, it is just just a mirror image of it. It's just a more concise version on the Peacock network as for, you know, on Netflix, it's a more dramatization version. But what I appreciate about this dramatization is not just because I love Ryan Murphy's work. That's not it because I love him. I'm just saying <laughs> we love American Horror Story. We love Nurse Ratchet. Okay. We love it. Uh, we love Glee. Okay. So uh, the storytelling. So I, I'm okay. I love crime docs. I love crime series. I love, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm that kind of a person. So shout out to all you like couch detectives out there and people who love, who stay watching the ID channel and stuff like that. Shout out to y'all. Y'all are my people. Hello. What's going on? Uh, but when it comes to, um, the storytelling of the Dahmer series, it's not only about Dahmer, you know, they, they're, Nisi Nash, shout out to Nisi Nash. She plays the next the the neighbor that was always contacting the police to get them to check in on Dahmer to see what he was doing because she could hear the noise and of course smell through her you know from his apartment to hers from the vents this the the smell of death and deteriorating bodies you know and she called the police several times including the time of the the young Loatian kid who was only 14 at the time, and the police took him back to Dahmer. And even though uh, the neighbor and her daughter did everything that they could to save this boy and let the police take the matter seriously, they just didn't care. They did not care enough. They just wrote it off. And Dahmer got away with a lot of stuff for a lot of years, from the time he was in the army to him deciding to get into the to um, the gay scene and going to gay bars and things of that. And then only to come to find out really what it ultimately was, which was mentioned in the, the two-part series, is that he wanted to explore his sexuality, but yet he hated the fact that he was gay you know, and he took it out on, you know, on men, that's one argument, but then another argument that, you know, that um, describes Dahmer is the fact that, you know, because he was kind of like pretty much abandoned and neglected to a certain extent by his parents and just left to survive and figure things out on his own, there was no nurturing system for him to feel safe enough to actually have these open conversations because in the series, the father, the Netflix series, the father says that he used to have similar uh, thoughts about killing people or doing some, you know, um, certain things, not, not, um, not, not his sexual orientation, but just being able to torture and um, dissect people or thing, you know, animals or something. So he has, he says 
in the Netflix series Dahmer that he had similar thoughts and feelings and because he didn't make his son feel safe enough to talk to him about it that they could have that uncomfortable conversation you know to where maybe there could have been a way for his father who felt really guilty and took responsibility for Dahmer's uh, turnout as an adult and being a serial killer, okay, that he could have deterred, he, he could have deterred that, detoured that, you know, and so uh, that, and then the mother, okay, she um, wanted to take some responsibility after he done got caught and, you know, gone through trial and being convicted and everything like that, and, and mind you, his conviction was 15 back-to-back life sentences, you know, and he did ask death penalty, but they won't give him the death penalty. They gave him 900 years, um, according to what he says. Um, and just the the lack of emotion in Dahmer. And mind you, like I said, there is symmetry to what actually happened in the courtroom and his and Dahmer's demeanor in the interviews and everything and Evan Peters who plays Dahmer who is a regular actor for Ryan Murphy because he's been in just about every single if not every single American Horror Story season okay not the not the spinoff American Horror Stories American Horror Story with Sarah Paulson okay uh but Evan Peters did a phenomenal job coming Dahmer and catching Dahmer's uh, non-empathetic ability to just exist amongst other people, you know? And he he embodied that character to the point where you put them side by side. Like, right, like, the casting department for this series did a great job. It is a slow burn, but it's not a slow burn series to where you won't be interested in what happens next and that it's all about Dahmer because there's episodes that one of the episodes, I forget which one, I think it might be episode six or seven, and um, I think it's called Silence or something, and it talk, it tells the story of one of the victims who was deaf and you see his life literally in the episode from be, from birth to death and his dreams and aspirations of becoming a model and going to college um there was a and and being family oriented and being so close to his mother and his siblings and his friends and it was just it was a it was a tragic watch to just see it from that perspective and point of view of telling this young man's story and then they continue on in other and other parts of the episodes where they show the families the the victims families and how they're dealing with it and how they're struggling with the forgiveness or lack thereof and even the neighbor who kept calling and even called to follow up on some of these victims that were able to get, you know, um, that uh, were able to get away, you know, and the police just brushed it off, just brushed it off. And according to the Netflix series, there was supposed to be a $10 million lawsuit against the police department, but then they settled um, 
there was talk of settlement for just under a million, $850,000, which means after taxes, they're probably going to get what, $500,000, you know, and the police failed to protect their son. They took him back to the serial killer. Like, how negligent can you get? And then to make matters worse, the police on the risk, they got suspension with pay and then were able to come back because, of course, you know, going through the union, they're not going to just up and get fired, you know? So it was just kind of like, it's now for those who, um, who have any experience or have su- or have been a survivor of any type of uh abuse whatever that may be sexual mental physical whatever it is uh at any age just know this is it's a huge trigger warning if you are going to watch this if you are a part of the LGBT LGBTQ plus community LGBTQIA plus community Please understand that it is a trigger warning um, for you as well, okay? Uh, however, if you are curious to understand more about the Dahmer story, then that's what it's about. And for those who can be squeamish when it comes to violence, you know, on certain things, like maybe you just don't want to see somebody's head getting bashed or whatever, trigger warning, okay? Because there are moments where it does show the violence and just the the way that he's able to just go ahead and just kill someone, you know, like when they showed the the episode with the with um with Tony, the de- the deaf the young deaf man, like he left, he left and actually got away and only reason why only way he ended up being murdered in that moment was he went back to Dahmer's house because he left his keys and because Dahmer was abandoned as an 17 year old kid by his mother okay just left him in the house by himself took his brother and just left the dad had already because the mom and dad were and decided to, that they were going to get divorced, but they were in the midst of a separation, and he didn't want anybody to leave him. That was what he said a lot throughout, not only the um, throughout the series and the dialogue, but even in the two-part series on Peacock. Like he didn't want anybody to leave him. And Peacock series, they actually interview survivors of Dahmer, and they interview people who went to school, who went to high school with him, and um, I believe also worked with him, and then worked with him while he was uh, in prison. And of course, Dahmer ends up getting murdered while he's in prison by another inmate, and they also show that part. They show that angle where the inmate who murdered him and the the intent on why he decided to do it like they the story walks you through all of that so it leaves no stone unturned of the question of well how did he get here and why did he get there now this is the only part that I felt was disturbing because of course it happens in real time you know it happened in real time 
But the fact that they had the opportunity to study Dahmer's brain and they chose not to. They actually went to court to make the to get a decision from a judge to take his brain and let people study it to find out how his brain, you know, works, how it ticks and things like that and what could have been the cause of his behavior. Right? But the judge ordered against it and ordered it for it to be destroyed. Who's to know what could, what kind of information science would have brought us by studying that man's brain, you know? They even touched on a little bit of John Wayne Gacy because Gacy was um, the same day that Dahmer got baptized in prison is the day that Gacy got executed by lethal injection. Watch the series. If you're into crime dogs, definitely watch it. I... Uh, you know, suggest it, okay? Watch it over the weekend. There's 10 episodes. They're about an hour long. And, you know, there's some part, it is one of those where I think you should sit down. Like, if you're doing something, but able to look up at your screen to watch it, it's not really background noise. Because some things that happen throughout the show, there's no talking. You're actually seeing the action of what Dahmer is doing and why he's doing what he's doing. So, yeah, so that's Dahmer on Netflix. And then there is a two-part series on Peacock uh, that gives you real-time interviews that happened back then with uh, his stepmother, his father, survivors of him, and uh, the neighbor who kept calling the police, and the woman who interviewed him 25 years ago so yeah if you're interested check that out but with that being said that's all I got for y'all today and I appreciate y'all joining me here on binge and rewind okay we talked about ratchet reality tv fatty south on the Zeus network we talked about the bell collective on the own network check your local listings comes on Friday nights and I believe uh batty south comes on I want to say Mondays like Sunday or Monday but you'd have to check uh but you could definitely watch clips and stuff on YouTube and check that out and then of course the last thing is Dahmer all right on Netflix and also on Peacock the 25th anniversary so that's what I have for you today I will be back next week with more suggestions and shows and I just want to thank y'all for joining me you know what I'm saying I really do I appreciate y'all and make sure you follow me on all social media platforms make sure you are uh following OG radio right here on blog talk radio and then you are also following us on other uh podcasting platforms that you use okay and we're gonna go out the same way we did last week with some really dope beats from none other than who I call Uncle Clean, you know, but Clean Heart. Make sure you follow him on Instagram. Um, make sure you check him out, all right, and listen to a lot of beats that he has on there, okay? He uploads his beats. He has over 6,000 beats. I'm pretty sure he's probably almost at 7,000 right now, but shout out to him and all his success. And just to let y'all know, we're going to go out with some Uncle Clean instrumentals, you know, Clean Heart instrumentals, and then, of course, 
we gonna close it out, bringing it full circle. We started with the Bay Area, we gonna end it with the Bay Area. Shout out to DJ Upgrade with his track Cali. I'm E Reed. This was Benji Rewind, and I'm gonna talk to y'all later. Have a blessed one. Talk to y'all next week. Bye.
my bros shake it for the West Coast. Sheesh, from the hood to the valley, seems wherever I go, they all love Cali, bruh. This, this, this is where I'm born, this is where I'm raised. Stay in the mix, my dead bruh added the DJ. San Diego waves me, I rep the OAK. My state doing numbers, got dots on the murder rate. Shake it for burger, yellow boy, and 211. Stay in the heavens, may God bless them. Take the pain away, hold up one leg. Show me that smile, now I see a girl, you're doing it. Cali boy, make it clap like homecoming rally noise. P A to V A, B K to D Bay. Do it like the dirty, dirty low to your knees break.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.